Welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. This is Altai here with episode 41 and we're joined by... Omer. Big Gumble. Matt. Australia. Whoa, shoot, that was a, that was a depressing Australia. Oh. That was uh that was not exciting. <laughs> Sure, surely, uh, yay. Yay! <laughs> Let's start with some life updates. Uh, some of us have been traveling. Sure, you can start off. Um, I went to the mountains <coughs> this weekend for my mom's birthday. And uh, they went snowboarding, but I don't. I just stayed in the cabin. And I worked on my game. Ooh. And I uh, watched anime. I watched Plastic Memories for the fourth time. Damn. And uh, nice. then I watched uh, Princess Jellyfish for the third time. All so. Right. We watched some classics. I have, a, I have yeah. a request for you. Do you watch It's Always Sunny in Philly? Me? Yes. The hell's that? Okay. What? Watch the mountain episode. <clears throat> I will link it to her. Okay, okay. Actually, your homework is after this podcast, you're going to watch the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philly when they go to the mountain. Yes. Okay. All right. In fact, I'll, was, I'll probably watch it with you after this. It was it, pretty nice. Like, the cabin was super nice. It had, like, a wood, wood fire, like, heater and stuff. Cooked yeah. a lot of good food. But that was pretty much my job, is I just stayed home and cooked. What? You fulfilled your gender duties. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I took pictures, because I cooked some pretty good stuff. Well, I'm, as you guys can see from the background, I'm in a, in a much more cluttered location than my usual white wall. <laughs> I'm back in New Jersey. Yeah, I'm just back in Jersey. This is the basement that I'm where I first uh, played MMOs in. Ooh. We played everything Whoa. in there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. So that's that's more imagery than I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Sean, Matt, anything exciting? Well, I didn't get to gloat last week, but I beat Emily once to play. So you and Sh so Omer and Shu can suck it because I stuck it out, and with help from some people in chat who may or may not be here, I beat the game. Good. Uh, that game just uses it's all cheap jump scares, but um, those those jumps cheap jump scares scared the shit out of me. Right? I was laughing quite a bit, and then I and then laughter turned to frustration. Uh, it wasn't until someone jumped in, a few people, Alice and John and a few others, helped me out a lot. Uh, they gave me the hints. If it wasn't for them, I, I wanted to quit so many times. All right. I uh, just had a frustration. But it was a good game. I got my $5 worth. Uh, yeah. So, it's a good week. That game, I, I think I'm just not good at playing horror games. Because, like, I was, I was, like, scared before anything even happened. Yeah, I was scared, too. I can't handle I feel it. Like, yeah. You just wanted a Papa Nucci's piece. It was, like, the lights turning off and stuff. I was, like, scared already. Those dolls. I, I have a second life story, but I'll save it for after the weekly raid. Alright, so here we go. Weekly raid. So we're going to jump right into the weekly raid. This week, we're <coughs> asking some of a fun question uh, after our pay to win shenanigans. So there's a lot of gaming companies out there, and many of them have ridiculous names. So this week, we're asking, you know, what would you call your gaming company? I have a few names myself, one of which is uh, Big Dog Gaming. Which, for people who know, that was my guild at one point. Big Dog Gaming, I got Celibate Bonobo, and No Scam Incorporated are my, my big companies. No Scam Incorporated? No Scam Incorporated. It would be No Scam Inc., right? Right, that's better. All, okay. And specialize in microtransactions. So we're asking you guys, you know, what would you call your gaming company? Well, uh, I actually did call myself another day another game for a while another <laughs> day another fun. game that sounds like self-defeating it's like ah oh, <laughs> i gotta come to the office again and work on another game it does sound pretty defeating maybe more yeah, in retrospect it's pretty bad another day another game uh, ours right now our, our um working title for our game company is dead tree games because we bad. make games on paper 
That's pretty oh, that's good. good. That's actually yeah, really good. good. It actually has meaning behind it. It reminds me of Deadwood. RPG. Hero from yeah. Han. <laughs> I got so much work done on the pen and paper RPG. It's great. Yeah, when when you're done, run us through. We want to do one on the, on the Yeah, run on us the through. Yeah, it would be fun. All right. All right. Hey, what about you? Well, there's I'm reading some good ones uh, in the chat here. Procrastinator Studios. It's a good one. Well, I want to That's say awesome. what motivated me to come up with this question was we were playing that Beerserkers game for Sunday Funday, and oh, yeah. the studio, the name of the studio was probably the best part. It was like Shield Break, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it a pretty, pretty good, good name. Yeah. Um, Look, you can tell if a game will do well based on the name, all right? Well, studio. you can't because we didn't like Beer Zerker. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. It gives you a plus. It gives you a plus. Yeah. That's well, to, to be fair, Overpower is Hydrant Games, and every time I've seen it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what? that's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then Shu dropped my favorite one so far yeah, called Kickstart and Dash Studios. <laughs> Which is, you get money on Kickstarting and then you dash. <laughs> well, that's the most accurate name. That's a company mission statement right there. <laughs> I don't know. Right. About, I, I haven't really thought about this question before. I think it encompasses imagine, the core company values. Imagine if Greedmonger were the name of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. The current contender for best name, I think, for a game that's an MMORPG under development is City State Studios. <laughs> I think they're making uh, that... Uh, Camelot Unchained, right? Mm-hmm. Is Camelot Unchained... That's still got a while to go for release. That's still, like, years away, isn't it? It's it's years away, but it, there's actually some update. There's some chatter about a closed beta. So there's some progress being made. Whoa. Chatter. Yeah, Do we City, all know we can trust chatter? City, here we go. City State Entertainment. That's a pretty good name for an MMO studio, I think. It is. I like it. It fits, you know, it's MMO-esque. It's a little formal <coughs> for me, you know. Oh, wow. I, I, pref- I like Blackjack and Hookers here, according to one of our... Alright, how about this one? I've always liked Spellbound Entertainment. Like, you're spellbound by their games. I yeah, got it. Good. I got it. What is it? Parallel Worlds. Oh, that exists, right? I don't no, know. That's, that sounds that, like it should that, exist. That's an MMO, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I just Google, I just Google that and I find nothing on it, so. <laughs> I feel no, no, Parallel Kingdoms, right. Parallel Kingdoms. Parallel, parallel Worlds. That's is, not bad. It's a solid MMO studio. And that's to be my studio, right? There's multiple servers, Parallel Worlds, solid. I got one. Donkey Punch Studios. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Donkey Punch it's, not bad. it's like a donkey getting knocked out. Like, like a... <laughs> I can see whoa, the logo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Up I know screen. it means something else, too. We're not, we're not, we're not talking about donkeys getting knocked out here. <laughs> There's something else going on with that word. I know. I, know. I can already pick Damn, the investor home. pitch. It's going to be all over us. Guys, investor pitch. Donkey Punch Studios. Donkey Punch Studios. <laughs> the core values are, uh, yeah, go to it. Right, feel free to leave a comment. Uh, Pay to Win Studios is pretty good. Make sure you leave a comment, though, in the, in the, on the editorial. You should link it uh, again. It be as, make it as ridiculous as you want. Doesn't, you know, and maybe one day it'll become a real company. All right, whoever I guess, if whoever gets the best name on the MOS.com editorial for, you know, the, the weekly raid, I will fund their game company with a seed investment of one dollar, all right? Ooh. Whoa. All right, don't spend it all in one place, but it's an old, bu- it's a good buck. By the way, the picture on the uh, on the page, on the editorial, is the official MMOs.com uh, office. I wish. You didn't get a chance to look. Uh, we actually don't use computers. That's how pro we are. We just kind of sit around. So, like everyone wants to know what it's like. There it is. No shady business studios. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should, but let, let's move on to cover the launch of Black Desert because this is uh, it's not launched yet. This is still uh, technically the preview, the, the Head Start yep. program, right? 
so um, yeah, basically, people are calling it a disaster of a launch right now because people didn't get their pre-order items in time because of some glitch <laughs> in the system. But, but the I mean, but what the, were the pre-order items anyways? Run us through. Like, were they stuff that was you needed to have right away? Well, a lot of people are saying that they've been disadvantaged because they don't have the 10% experience bonus that's given by, like, cash shop costume. And I'm just like, uh, you're still getting 48 hours ahead of everyone else that didn't pay $100. Are you, are you really that much at a disadvantage? Yeah, it seems like such a small deal. And plus, 10% XP boost when you're leveling pretty fast early on anyway. It doesn't even seem like a big deal. And um, I don't know what they did. I, I really have no idea what they did. But they broke something to all hell. And people that... Um, redeem their items What's within up? like the first six hours or so have to wait until March 3rd when they do maintenance again to get their items. Wow. But and people were like, just do the maintenance now. And I'm like, um, do you really want them to take the game down during Head Start again? <laughs> but um, yeah, people were saying they got scammed and all that. But a lot of people who um, are getting... A lot of people had issues getting their items or getting them now. And yeah, some people are having issues getting access to the game. And I have no idea what's going on with that because not enough threads are showing up because they're being drowned out by the pre-order items. But it seems like all right, the only real issue is not being... If you pay for the, the access and you can't get on, that's really the big one. I mean, the items... It's a, it just launched. It's a super popular game. They're going to have some issues. It's well, just, I mean, yeah. You're only not getting access if you bought after the date, right? No, there are a few people that oh. bought like the Conqueror's package that don't have access, but I'm not sure what's going on with that. There there hasn't been anything regarding that. Alright, about the experience boost in this game, you cannot complain about that. The max level is 50, and if you just grind, it's, the experience rate is really fast. Like, you, you can max out, anyway. yeah, you can get there pretty quick. And, um, yeah, but it's had a smooth launch other than that. I mean, the game works. Nothing's broken as far as I can tell. I'm not having lag issues. There are no queues. You're not getting disconnected. I mean, there's literally nothing else to complain Matt, about. Matt, Matt, there's no queues that disconnects because it didn't launch for everybody else. Yet. Just wait till the doors yeah, open wait for everybody. Yeah, Explorers open today, and I got on this morning to check if my items showed up, and I got in instantly. Oh. I mean, oh. again, wait, wait till, till Thursday. Wait, wait till, yes. I will say, uh, just a reminder, and it seems some people seem forget this every time a new MMO launches. I don't think there's ever been one successful MMO launch. Every single one was riddled with disaster. Uh, at least I think one I, disaster. I think at least one thing always goes wrong, whether it's WoW or it's Wildstar or whatever. Something always goes wrong, and yeah. it, it's. I mean, I I can't say, it, I those the brief browsing I did on the forum, I saw too many posts were like, refunds now! If I don't get my <laughs> items, I want a refund now! <laughs> and people are throwing around class action lawsuits. They're gonna get their items by Thursday, and they're like, we're gonna start a class action lawsuit! And it's I'm like, like, you go to your lawyer, you go to your Jewish lawyer, <laughs> sit in the office, I didn't get my virtual items! And they'll be like, get the fuck out! <laughs> I, I do gotta say, though, I do, I do empathize with the people who did pay, and they expected to play early, and they can't get in. And I wish we knew more about that, and that does suck. And I, you know, if only there weren't so many people complaining about the items, maybe Dom could address the issues people have with... Because right now, I'm sure their tickets are overloaded with mm -hmm. people complaining they didn't get their items, but the people who didn't get in the server, I think, are the ones at the real disadvantage yeah. here. So hopefully those issues are resolved, you know, today. Um... Since it is, since now the next batch of uh, packages are getting in, so that's unfortunate. There is also the issue with the Serendia servers or the channels were putting people on other servers, but they're compensating people with name swaps and stuff like that. 
and they're even working with people to move their items over, I think. Or at least, at the very least, most people had their coupons refreshed, so they could have just sent them to another server if they needed to. Yeah, that was so a real I mean, issue. That's... I did read about that. There's some, if, basically, they got the database screwed up or something for one of the servers. For one of the channels. Yeah, it's yeah. All, every one of the Serendia channels, but it was only on North America, I think. Mm. I don't know what they did, but it was um, not working. One other funny thing to note about Black Desert. Uh, the North American version had something the Asian version didn't have. And that is two shades of darker skin color for people who want to play black characters. No wow. way! <laughs> so the Asian server didn't let you play black characters? No, and that's actually a chronic wow. problem. I actually, I remember, I think it was over a year ago. Uh, one of our black, I guess, viewers or something messaged and saying, I just want a game where I can play a black character. And so many Asian games don't give you that choice. Wow. I mean, in their defense, all right, they're not familiar with the black race, right? In, with, the, with in their the country, yeah. they look around, and <laughs> they basically curse on themselves and and like to be white because all the characters. Yeah, are I don't think it's just. Too. I don't think it's like racism. It's just. Yeah. It's just not knowing. Yeah. No, it's. I don't think it's racism either. I mean, they did. You know, they did work to cater. You know, to the well, remember, demographic and where it's published. Right. right? So, so. The, I, I think it's something think... a publisher would do. But the, imagine like an Asian developer if they develop if they publish it themselves in the West, they probably wouldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. I do think that that's testament to how well they're doing with the whole localization thing now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, actually, on that topic, too, people have been saying, like, the, the, the Korean version went downhill pretty quickly because a lot of pay-to-win stuff, and they're not seeing too much of that in the, the Western release so far, which is good. So this, this could be one of the games that does better in the West than it does in Asia. Because Terra has really been one of the only, only Asian-developed games that really pulled that off. And this could be number two. I'm just, I'm just hoping that... Um, if it does do well in the West, but not in the East, that they still develop it. Oh, like, they, they definitely will. Because Echo of Soul is still under, like, but debate. But Echo of Soul isn't doing particularly well in the West either, whereas, you know, it was a disaster in the East. And Echo of Soul is by area, okay? <laughs> what do you have to say? Okay, Echo of Soul can be summed up in literally one word, generic. Failure? Oh, sorry. Generic. <laughs> just, wow. just pure no, generic. No, not generic. Diluted. Diluted... Generic. I got. I got a better one. Ready, guys? Wait, what? It's an echo of every other Asian grinder that came before it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so just like say that the soul of the game is just an echo. <laughs> Ooh, I like that show. Yeah, the the MMORPG.com review. I saw that one time, and it was too much echo, not enough soul. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> uh Actually, says he uh -huh. bought Fieldverse two, and he, he played it a lot to level cap, and also played ESO. And he's also played around with Wildstar. Should he play Black Desert Online? Again, Sean, uh, Matt, and Aaron. You can't really compare Black Desert to anything else because it's, it's a mix of like sandbox and theme park, but it's, it's not like a mix that is going to make sense to you unless you play it. Yeah, that's fair. And I think the best way to do it is if you want something different, right? Play it. Give it a chance. I can't promise you'll like it. a great video for you. What do you got for me? Is it, no, it's a great video to decide if you want to buy Black Desert. Oh, let's see it. I mean, it would be fair, I think, to compare <laughs> it to um, probably like Elder Scrolls structure-wise because you've got the RVR type thing at the end, but you've got like questing or grinding at the beginning. I think so structure-wise, you might be able to compare it vaguely to Elder Scrolls, but only vaguely. I said this at the end of my video preview. Black Desert is only worth buying if, you, if you're the type of player who likes every single mechanic in an MMO. If you like to craft, 
you like housing, if you like the economy, if you like combat, if you like it all together, the package deal, then play it. If you only like one aspect of a game, like if you're only in MMOs for combat, which I know a lot of players are, then I don't think it's worth it. I think it only you're only going to get your value out of it and your time if you like every avenue of the gameplay. I think, and I, think I stick yeah. with it. If you want an actual MMORPG, you know, you want all the things. <laughs> But the, MMORPGs, you know, a lot of them focus on one element, yeah. and then like, one element shines really well, and then, um, you know, everything else kind of falls to the side, or it becomes like a, a small complement. But I think in this game, they did a great job at trying to make each element stand on its own. What's the, at least what's for what the they crafting offer. like in the game? Because I'm, I'm really interested in crafting. I haven't, I haven't played enough of Final Fantasy XIV to, like, really, like, send... I didn't play enough of the beta to say for Mother sure. Nogi? But, um, I... If I remember correctly, Final Fantasy XIV's beta crafting is similar to Black Desert's. I disagree. If I remember correctly is what I said. So, so you I, don't remember correctly, according to Sean. I, I think Final Fantasy had the best crafting I've played in any game because it was like a mini-game on its own. Black Desert is more passive, but what's neat about it is that you know you don't level up for formulas. You just like can combine items you can collect to try and figure out formulas yourself for new items. So it's more passive. What it's more interesting-wise is how you collect resources, hiring workers, and like linking trade routes. It's more of a trading game involved with crafting than it is, you know, a strictly crafting game. Um, Wait, you said it has trade routes. Does it have like a <coughs> like a hauling system? You haul from town to town, and yeah, you, you can jump, hire jump people. And yeah, you can hire people to send caravans of goods from one town to another, and they can come under attack by like these roaming. Bandits. You can actually just walk around with a pack on your back, and you can be attacked by bandits as you're um, going from town to town. It's interesting. I, really, uh, I like that in Mabinogi. They had that system. It's pretty fun. Yes, this is this 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 comic persona personifies my experience, my my thought on the game's character creation. And I feel a lot of people felt the same way. This is on RMRPG, and I looked it in the. Sorry, I can put it up. It's called Black Desert Online. So unique, so special. What? Yeah, what yeah. <laughs> go, so true. Going back for a second, though, what I was going to say is um, the conclusion I came to is that Black Desert is one of those games that you can grind and rush through it, but if you're going to do that, you're not playing it right. If you want to play it right, you have to do the quests and get introduced to everything. Well, that's not right. fair either. I think it's, if you want to grind through it, you are still playing it, but it, it's got the kind of depth to explore if you want to. Not everyone right. wants to do that. Well, there, that's I've Black Desert Online, guys. Grind through it and say at the in chat, they're like, "I'm bored. There's nothing to do. Nobody's PvP." And I'm like, "You rushed through everything. What are you talking about?" Well, they want a PvP. <laughs> they don't want to sit there to trade routes. Yeah, right. fair. Guys, guys, we said we talked about Black Desert for five minutes, and we're well over. Yeah, we're, five we're minutes. over. We're all over. Good so let, 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 let's jump to one other issue because otherwise, this, 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 this is not the Black Desert podcast. This is the Emos.com no, podcast, and we have to cover. Uh, Tree of yes. Savior. There's some news on the game, though it's very vague news. What do and we they got? said open beta is coming soon. Oh, and I that's saw that. All we got. It's coming no, soon. No, no, it's not all we got. We got a new website that's got a nice blue theme. It's blue. It's blue, <laughs> straight, and amazing. Come on, blue. guys. That is my favorite color. So it is clean. It's a clean website. You know what's funny? If you Google open beta coming soon, the number one link, or at least for me, was this Tree of Savior website. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, for me too. It's a good thing to rank for. Yeah, it's probably the most. <laughs> they should just, they should just keep too. this. Uh, they should just keep this page and then just. Who's <laughs> searching open beta coming soon? Like then? ten no years from now, someone searches open beta coming soon. This comes up. So I'm gonna go ahead and guess. Still, still does well because I really want to play it. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I, gonna, I, I'm gonna guess summer. 
I think I have no interest in Bummer. Tree of Savior, yeah. but I'm gonna guess April. Yeah, I think earlier than that. I'm, I think I'm, earlier. I'm on board with that one. I say April. March, end of March. End yeah. of March. Really, April, April, end of March, I think. Sure, your mic quality just got really duke on my end. Yeah, so. I'd say the game's coming either this week or next week. I think that's a little optimistic. So what I what I still like about Tree of Savior is. Honestly, like, you have graphics like Black Death Island. They look great, right? Mm -hmm. But a game like Tree of Savior, the graphics still appeal to me. I, I think they look oh, solid. So it's a cool contrast between like you know going full 3D, all-out graphics versus the top-down perspective. And the top-down perspective is I feel it's timeless. It still works. I would prefer well, different games. I would prefer Black Desert with this graphic style. You can't have that though. Black Desert. Oh no, you can have the game like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying. But I can't imagine the Black Desert look with. No, this no, style. no. I the gameplay. Yeah, the gameplay, no, the trading, the, the yeah. comp, you know. But that might not work either. Why? I, yeah. I, I don't think computers are powerful enough for, for good 3D yet. That makes sense. I think, no, I think we're I don't think it like that's online. The game is uh -uh. Uh -uh. It's not, It doesn't feel realistic enough. Wow. It doesn't an unrealistic feel expectation. It's actually like uncanny. It's, it's, I think you mentioned it last time, Matt. I don't know. I, I feel like... Realistic 3D games are kind of too close to the uncanny valley for me. We're not there yet. I I just take it in stride, you know. I mean, until things like there are a few things like especially faces when the eyes are wrong, it really really bothers me. But um, the uncanny valley, it's very specific for me. Hmm. But there's going to be a point where we hit almost real, like right. legitimately almost real. But it's going to be just different enough. Like the animations aren't going to be good enough or something. But the graphics are, or something like that, and it's that's when it's really going to be bothersome. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got a different tolerance. Like for me, when I look at Tree of Savior, I know it's trying to be like, yes, animated, right? When I look like a scene in Black Desert, I go, wow, this looks pretty good. It's almost realistic. But then I'll see like, then like, then I'll see like, all the all the, like the uh, grass go like, in a very mechanical way or something. It'll just throw me off. Oh, I. Well, see. That's just uh, that, that's just kind of games, though. I mean. Yeah, I know. You it's a can't have play. that level of detail in everything yet. Yeah. And you want, you want realistic? You want realistic, huh? Let's what about it. this? Give him second life. This is realistic right here. This is uh, this is VR chess at work. I feel like this is how VR chess is going to look like. What is yeah. VR chess? Ah! Just knock over all oh! the <laughs> Speaking Where'd of... Where'd you link this? I don't yeah. see it. I thought, actually, I looked in the, in the, in the other chat. <laughs> Hold on. Did you guys see the HoloLens thing? Well, yeah. I saw it when it was first demoed a while ago, and I just didn't hear about it. No, the new one. <laughs> <laughs> this is so gold. <laughs> oh my god. This is realistic right here. This is realistic <laughs> VR. This is HoloLens. It's, well, first off, Conquer is terrifying now. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> he, <laughs> oh my god, you're going to murder me in my sleep. <laughs> that is genuinely scary. But um, young conquer boys back. <laughs> the young conquer. I, I, I admire their like enthusiasm and their whole like this can be played in any room. But at the same time, like you can't make a structured game like that. If it no. can be played in any room, it's just going to be like something. It's not a game. It should be like and like yeah. mess around with. Yeah. It... Does anybody know the price of the Hololens? $3,000! $3,000. The Oculus looks pretty affordable. Yeah, now. right? Yeah, Matt, what do you want? <laughs> hey, like how's that, how's that feel, man? It's a bargain <laughs> after all. 
I was saying, I'm hoping that the developer kit is like most dev kits, and the price is above the consumer price. I'm hoping. I'm doubting, but I'm very much hoping. I think HoloLens is not going to be for gaming. It's going to be for yeah. like modeling and uh, like industry use. Yeah, imagine sculpting and sculpting. That would be awesome. 3D sculpting and HoloLens. Yeah, I mean, this is this is not a consumer grade thing. At least, uh, you can see it looks like kind of the Conquer one and their Minecraft stuff. But for three thousand dollars, that's nobody's gonna nobody's got that kind of money. These is gamers it, don't have that kind of money. Does it no. fix it if I move closer to the mic? Uh, I don't. It's it sounds I, I, odd. I don't know. I, I, I mean. Let me restart Skype. Let me back. I get what you're saying, but in terms of VR, I like to look at the HoloLens a lot more than I like the look of VR. You know what I mean? But but can you like, can you do I'm, the can you do the chess thing on there? Right? Yeah, that's probably. A good point. <laughs> I got Seven, the chessboard. But uh, yeah, I like augmented reality more than I like really? virtual reality. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I don't know what practicality I'd get out of it. Gaming wise, yeah. I think you get practicality non gaming wise. Like, I could just think. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, driving even. Like, imagine, like, your dash, your windshield has, like. Yeah, you got YouTube videos playing on your windshield. No, no. Like, it's, like, the that speed, sounds really smart. The speed, arrows. Like, you know, like, in Black Desert, do you have that line? Yes. For the quest? Yeah. Imagine that on your dashboard. And then and you, you get so casually distracted. It's you like, you think texting is distracting. Just no. wait till, uh. You, you, wait, till your, wait till your windshield's a HoloLens. You'll be minimizing, you'll be texting on there. No. Uh, Actually, unless we get self-driving cars, then you're fine. But until then, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't know. There was a, co a car that came out, I think it was a concept car, where it actually did have that... I mean, this is sort of a tech podcast, but it actually did have what you're talking about, the arrows on the on the window. It's like, yeah, it's right here. Found it. I mean, this isn't gaming, but, you know... Tech. Oh, it is. Driving is actually just a, a real-life driving MMO. That's why I like driving stick. It's like playing a video game. Oh, God. People who like driving stick are annoying. Yo. <laughs> hey, I like fighting sticks. Oh, yeah, I like, cr I like I making my cheese at home with like my little cheese cranker. Like, no, why? No one does that anymore. Yeah, see, this car has the little has a little arrow. It's pretty neat. Is it all fixed, by the way? Yeah, now, it's fixed. That yeah, is cool. Good. Right? Damn, I want that. That's kind of cool. From my Omni days. Alright, this isn't game realized. This we're, is deviating. we're deviating. Is that would look so right? much better than Waze. This will literally make the world an MMO. Like, all the features that, like, are interested in MMOs are going to come to real life, guys. Think about it. I'm going to grind in real life. I'm waiting for All right, it. so back on topic, I am going to share Chronicles of Illyria. So Chronicles of Illyria showed off their first look, finally, of what the game is going to look like. Want to explain what the game is or what it touts to be first? Like, just give us an overview? It, it's that... It, it's the next big sandbox MMO, in quotes... It's not um, gonna be the next big sandbox MMO. I'm more just it's, it. it's Soulbound Studios. Got, like, not a bad name, guys. Whoa, 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 Matt, 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 Matt. This is not the next big sandbox. This is from a no-name studio. Whoa. Anyways, it's super anyways, indie. Wait, wait. Back, okay. to, back to the, back to what it is. It's it's the one with the permadeath feature where your character lives like only about ninety days on average. I think they said, mm -hmm. and every time you die and have to soul walk, it cuts away from that. Oh, damn. And then when your character dies permanently you end up having to buy another character and that's how their business model is going to work wow so Wait, they're, they're really good nickel and dime me every time you die you gotta make a new character you have to buy no, the no. game again and every time you die every no, time you subscribing 
every time you die, you have to buy a new character. No, that's when you die. That's when, so if you just... A monster no, not every time you die. Every time you perma-die. Oh, so if a monster kills you, don't perma-die. No, you, you just... Perma -die. No. Your lifespan goes down. Your lifespan goes down, yeah. So it's a subscription model. Every three months, you have to pay. Yeah. Sort of, but okay. not like a direct subscription. But anyways... Um, I think that's like worse, because then you're penalizing people who suck like really hard. <laughs> <laughs> he just camped somebody like he died at 20? <laughs> but anyways, they, they stated before that they made it clear that from the beginning that they wouldn't launch a Kickstarter campaign until they not only consumed all of their own resources, but also showed enough gameplay footage and assets until they felt that they'd earned their support. Well, they did not show enough gameplay <laughs> footage to me. That does not show any gameplay. It shows nothing. It just shows like, okay, they, they, they brought up an engine and that's it. They walked around... And they show the guy swinging the sword, but unless the sword connects with something and does damage, there is no gameplay. It's just an animation. Matt, ready? Yeah. It's another shitty indie studio. All right, that's trying to make a name for themselves. And uh, it's obviously early. And I'm just I'm throwing this out there, but it's way too early to say they have anything. Like, but, like you could get this in like a day of playing with the engine. You just load some basic assets, you throw it in Unreal, throw it in Unity, and you walk around and swing a sword. But but here's the problem. They said that they weren't going to launch a Kickstarter until they showed off enough gameplay, they announced their Kickstarter is starting May 3rd. And nice. not only that, they're spending 40k a month right now, their Kickstarter goal is going to be 900,000. They're not going to get it. I'm calling no, it. No, they're not going to. No, no way. chance. No, but really? like... Really? I, I see this to be really kind of disconcerting that they consider this to be enough to launch their Kickstarter. Well, they, they, they want to get that free money. <laughs> Based on, I mean, it's one thing if you put something up in the concept phase, but they stated that they wanted to show off enough before they launched their Kickstarter. This is not enough. I'm more impressed with Beer Zerkers than I was with this. <laughs> See, at least I can play Beer Zerkers. <laughs> and, and, like, they have the whole Forge thing and they're showing off the crafting, but guess what? That's just an animation, too. Until they show that it works, there's no gameplay there. This is why I feel like Kickstarter, in a way, it re it really preys on the like what gamers want and uh, like really uninformed gamers. All of the times, okay, you you get you get a product Kickstarter that works out, right? But then you have people to just throw their money at like these ideas, thinking if I give them money now, it's it's going to happen because these guys clearly know what they're doing, but they don't necessarily. So, Kickstarter is is a double double edged sword. I think it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of failures from over there, and I think a lot of gamers are gonna lose money on it. Just trying to support these games. But at the same time, you do get some games yeah, that so, are made, and they're great. But yeah. so that it's it's you know, like you said, it's a catch twenty two. You, you really got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. And what it comes down to is what creating an bad. informed public or an informed user base that can distinguish between what's a scam <laughs> or not necessarily. A scam. I don't think this is a scam. I think it's good intentions. Yeah. But the thing is, people take on projects, and this is you happens outside games too, and you don't see how many hills you have to climb to actually make it. Things are a lot harder when you start going on anything. So. Well, there's a whole. <coughs> Oh, sorry, go ahead. There's a whole different issue that I see with the Kickstarter and early access culture, and that's that people become jaded by the time it's released. If you watch something incrementally evolve, you're, you're not seeing a whole lot of new stuff when it finally comes out. It's just like the next step where they finally decide it's released, and you're jaded by then. And by the time it's the intended experience, you're already not like as interested in the game anymore. Well, they got your money already. They don't care. <laughs> well, they don't care, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, in a way, ruining a number of games for people. Yeah. Guys, guys, I have an awesome idea. 
And it's very themed for this today. So today is Super Tuesday in the political world. Basically, 12 states are going to have primaries for Republican and Democratic candidates for president. What what interval is this? What if... (laughs) I'm not done. I'm not done. What if we apply this principle to Kickstarter? So everyone who wants to gets $10 ahead of time, right? And then all the studios, like a thousand studios or whatever, pitch their game. Then there's a there's a primary, and then like like one cat in, for each category, like an MMORPG shooter platform. It's actually not a bad idea. And then after the primary, all five of those games, it's like five categories, let's say, they have an election. And then one game gets all the money. And you have the you have you know, person funding you know, organizing it to kind of weed out the scams too. So what what gets chosen by the people also what they're presented by they they, they get vetted too. So. Well, no, no I, I would leave it to the people to vet. So basically, everyone pitches something, and uh, your videos and your, your page will sh- and your website will show That's you what true. you have. It'll kind of vet it for you. Yeah, people, yeah. If you have enough people out there, and, and there's only one per category. Yeah. I mean, just like a real primary, right? People get yeah. vetted, and they drop out. Yeah. Why don't you make this, Erhan? Make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> MMO pri- idea guy, right? MMO primaries. It's an interesting phase in an idea. So wait. And the, the phase followed by Erhan's idea is called laziness, and then it doesn't happen. <laughs> well, so okay. wait, he's basically pitching Square Enix Collective, except for instead of voting, you put in $10? Yes. You put in $10, and then you vote. There's, there's like tier voting. Yeah. So it's basically Square Enix Collective without money, or with money. Yes, sure. And not for just Square Enix. For everything, yeah. Any city no, Square Enix isn't for Square Enix games. They do this collective thing where they back. Yeah, they, they back one of the games people vote on. It looks like. Yeah. That's, that's, so I, it's kind. It's kind of like that. Guys, guys, guys. No, you got, you got to call them primaries and stuff, so it ties in with politics. All right. Now that we're getting off topic, I got I got to drop my Second Life story real quick. All right. Oh, I'm excited. I was Please. playing Second Life with uh with. Two of my friends introduced them to the game to just troll around. I always miss out on this. You are you are you are <laughs> on a, on your vacation there, so I end up Damn at like it. I end up at a, at a strip club as all Second Life things go to troll the ladies at the <sighs> strip club. It's it's oh, all roads yeah. lead to the strip clubs, right? I was I was asking one of the like I guess the proprietor there to like I was like yo, let me get a free lap dance, right? Put put on my tab. He's like no, we can't do that. I'm like I'm good for it. Trust me, I'm good for it, right? And he's obviously not going to give me one, so. uh I, I, I get to talking with the guy, and like he plays League. So I start talking about League with him. He's like, I'm like, all right, you know. He's like, what's your, what's your name? I'll add you. So I say Remote. And then at that moment, one of the girls on stage, who's like dancing and naked, stripping, right? He's like, oh my god, is that you? Is that the real Remote? He's like, oh my god, I love you. I'm your, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> it was so weird oh to bump into somebody. And, and she was one of the strippers on there. So I got a free, stri- I got a free lap dance in Second Life because of this. <laughs> Oh my god. And then uh, she added me on Skype and she wanted to play League with me. So I, she's a cute Vietnamese girl. I play League with her, right? And uh, I know it's a girl too. You know why? Because she sucks at League. That, that, that's what gave it away Whoa. for sure. You know? Damn, dude. It wasn't her picture. Shots it, wasn't, fired. it wasn't her voice. If she's listening <laughs> now, you just, you just lost out, dude. Uh, no, listen. In all fairness, I think we were playing, we were playing like, uh, I was playing an account, so we were playing gold games. In ranked, and she was like maybe bronze one or silver. So in her defense, she was playing against people that were way better than her. All right, so she didn't necessarily suck. She was just playing harder people. I was, <laughs> I went 18, 2, and 25, and I couldn't carry. Do the man, let's play Second Life today. Do it. <laughs> Perhaps that's that. It's it's a weird world that Second Life world. I want to play. So that was uh, it was it was it was an experience. I still have not I think played. I finally recovered. And I'm not interested. Well, you do need to. Let's go, Erhan, Sean, let's, let's have an adventure. 
It's like an old-fashioned adventure, you know. We burn to, our house to down. The, and... To the deepest dungeon of the internet. Yes. <laughs> you, you, you guys yes, can go do is. that. I, I'm gonna go somewhere else and not do that. <laughs> it is a deep. <laughs> so somebody linked uh, some Unreal uh, Sword. I'm playing Black Desert. Good enough with the indie crap. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you're the indie guy, though. You're the indie guy. You yeah. are. Indie you guy. love the indie crap. Matt, when I think indie games, I think of you, Matt. All right. You come to mind. Yeah. Well, somebody in the comments linked uh, assets assets for sale in the Unreal Store for sword animations. And they're saying that game Chronicles of Valir was using it. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true, but even if it is, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm sure lots of games use assets from the store. Skype just said call ended. Not for me. I'm not still for good. Me. I'm still here. It did say call ended, though. It did, yeah. Well, we can ignore it. Skype is a, is a iffy Skype. platform, boys. Skype does not get the MMO's sponsorship. Soylent does, though. Well, you're I, speaking of Soylent... I'm offended by Soylent, like, at the core of my being. Anything's wow. better than join.me, okay? Well, let's uh, let's move on, and let's uh, take a, bring up a new topic here. Uh, Darkscape, which was the PvP RuneScape server, uh, launched about five months ago will be shutting down its servers on March 28th. It seems that while it does have a hardcore community, uh, there weren't enough players <laughs> to warrant keeping the uh, server online and developing the game. Uh, I guess it, it does show that, you know, over in the vast majority of RuneScape players, I guess, are just not interested in solely PvPing. Well, here's um, the issue with this. Uh, go ahead. This was kind of like a in-between server, where they yeah. used the old-school rule set of PV open mm -hmm. PvP, right? And they combined it with the current current game state. So it was oh. so it was old school PvP with new school content, content and the w mechanics, right? And it did find yeah. a small audience. I think I think they were they still about a thousand players online, which is better than like ninety five percent of <laughs> games we cover, yes. right? But uh, so. it wasn't enough for RuneScape. They still have two servers going. One is the current RuneScape three, I think it's called. It's a, it's a, you know whatever's happening now, no PvP, whatever. And then they still have old school RuneScape, classic RuneScape, which is the old rules. Uh, so those two are still doing fine. They each about have between thirty-five and forty thousand players online at any time. So those are still well, two massive games. I, I think it's more than just <laughs> was the old school rules. It was even more hardcore than the old school rules. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think it's just. Well, what Jagex themselves said is most people just went back to whatever they were already playing. They tried out the new mode and they just went back. They didn't want it. Yep. If. I mean, if there's any Ultima Online players out there besides Omar, I guess I'll explain it to Omar. It's basically Siege Perilous of the RuneScape world. And this guy actually in the chat brought up a good point. I think the biggest issue is that the higher level players were always camping the starting city, so no one knew could join. And this is always the problem with hardcore games. There's so many, you know, when, when people get established, they want to prey on everybody else. And there's, only, there's only so many sheep you can shear, you know, before they get pissed off and leave. Well, I mean, well, you gotta you gotta keep them <laughs> down, right? Yeah. That that well, guy is gonna grow up and be your enemy. So it's like no, he's not? gonna quit and go play tell tell the tubbies online. Well, <laughs> well I mean, even more to keep you on top, you know. There's yeah. a core catch twenty two there though, because if you don't limit it, then the new players are gonna quit. But if you do limit it, then it's the hardcore PVPers are gonna be like, oh, there's a safe zone. It's not hardcore. I quit. Yeah, this is a balancing act. I mean, I mean, it, I like how um, Eve Online does it. They they have a pretty good system about that. They have like the security level of the system, yeah. and then there's NPC guards that will protect you. But I mean, it doesn't completely protect you, 
right? Yeah, I yeah mean, that's a good point. I think can... Eve does have a good balance with that. <clears throat> yeah, because well, if you're in higher sec, there's just more security. Like, there's more police. But if you really, like, rock, you know, fuck that guy, I'm going to fuck that guy up, you can still fuck him up. The police cost. will kill you, but... Um, Eve's already had, like, ten... Like a whole decade to balance that, though. I mean, imagine a new MMO launching and trying to balance the NPC. I mean, that's out. their fault for not looking at other options. I mean, oh, the, the number Darkscape one. Is based what on you gotta, I mean, what you gotta do as a game developer is you need to play other games and kind of see what works for them and adapt that into your your plan. Right. You know, guys, guys, hardcore is dead. I'm saying, I'm call as much as it hurts me to say that hardcore is dead. The hardcore. I think PvP hardcore. Hardcore was dead out of the gates. The only reason it doesn't look like it is dead bec is because the audience at the time was more hardcore. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's fair. Hardcore was dead. It's been dead for a long time. You're right. It's dead it's just, a percentage it, of the player base, but it's not dead in terms of raw numbers. Because back then, the raw numbers were never big. You know, what you all had like hundred thousand players at peak, and even you know, mixing that crowd was the non-hardcore. Like it, it's just what, what I'm saying though is that. The reason it looks like it's dead now is because you have the same amount of hardcore players. It's just the audience has expanded. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's dead, but if it's dead now, it was always dead. So I think actually there's a good thing that you linked earlier, Matt, about the producer from Ultima Online talking about hardcore. They added a feature called Trammel, which broke up the game to basically safe zone and unsafe zone. And a lot of hardcore people is like that was their decision saying this game sucks now. And both Aaron and I are in that camp, and we we said that ruined the game for us because we were hardcore back then. But they said that the decision to do that actually doubled their player base. So it shows that people aren't looking for that PvP. I guess they, they really were probably never looking for that PvP experience. No, they were just forced into it. They were just forced, yeah. Yeah. And it was your only option back then. He does also make another good point in that Reddit post. Uh, he says that if he could do it over again, he would create new servers for Trammel with the, with the with the non PvP rule set. And he would keep the current servers the way they were. Interesting. So th that would be so that way, and I guess new players could have been recommended the safe servers. Mm -hmm. And I, mm -hmm. that's kind of that's kind of a the path a lot of new games follow. Like even WoW had PvP servers and PVE servers, and it would recommend you PVE servers. Do you think we'll ever have a hardcore like game like that again? Eve Online is currently probably yeah, Eve Online. The, but Eve Online is not that big. I mean, <laughs> I think they're down to 125,000 subscribers. I can't remember. I think I saw that somewhere, but I'm not positive. Don't quote me on yeah. it. Will there be anything bigger than Evil? Will there be a new game? Because Evil Line's old now too. Will there be ever be a new hardcore game that's not super indie and super niche? Well, right Pathfinder now. could have been that. It could have that because it isn't super indie. Pathfinder isn't. It's run. It was a subsidiary <laughs> of Paizo, which is not indie. But it wasn't. They they hired Ryan Dancy, and all evidence points to the fact that they screwed up by hiring Ryan Dancy. Is this uh, game ever going to come out? Because they had some funding issues earlier, and they said it's, it got to sold to another company. But is it ever going to come out? Let's see what the other company does. We don't I've know heard, yet. I've heard nothing about it for months because I heard the news about selling because the studio earlier. It's in it's in transition right now. We don't know. No, right. Nothing is coming out of it. Eve Online currently has twenty eight thousand players online, which is not bad. It's not bad it's about, at all. It's about what I remember during the day. If you look at Steam charts, twenty eight thousand would put you in like the top. Uh, also, top Eve is 20. subscription too, so yeah. it's like. On that note, Night Online has seventeen nineteen thousand players online on Steam right now, <laughs> and that's just Steam. That's, that's not, just Steam. They have at least double that overall, Eve. probably. So I mean, Night Online is also a, a hardcore esque MMORPG, and it's, it's old and it works. I think Night Online proves that most players don't really care about the pay-to-win thing. Yeah. 
Well, with that Ultima Online thing, we should also mention the game that uh, the executive producer for Ultima Online, he's currently working on a new project. We briefly mentioned it before, but uh, it's Crowfall. And this game is basically... It's a... It, it's right at the gate, it's trying to be a PvP game. More than like a s single persistent world. Uh, anyone have any thoughts on that? It's, it's based on Unity, which I think might not be the best idea for a PvP game, but I'll wait and see. Unity is not a bad engine. It's just people aren't using it right for the most part. It, it, it can be optimized, but nobody's optimizing their games properly, basically. Profile looks like it has potential. I mean, it, it seems... Of, the, of those indie games that are coming out, that seems to be one of the most promising. Crowfall seems weird as fuck to me, because it's, it's got that whole thing where you have to, like, basically destroy a world by fighting over it, and then you take your character, your persistent character, mm -hmm. and move to another disposable world. Hey, they're trying new things. Gotta get it's, a point for that. It's just, it's just weird to me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, weird is better than generic, because we're all tired we of the generic stuff. From what I can tell, the only permanence is in your character, though. And that... It's okay. I don't know if I'm going to be okay with that. I'm not sure yet. I think everyone has their own personal world, like right? Kind of like housing. And then from there, you, your character jumps to other worlds that have time, uh, time limits. Intriguing. And I'm playing some graphics. Gonna, gonna, that sounds like Mist Online. Oh, Mist Online was a disaster. Uru Live. <laughs> That sounds like Mist Online, though, where it had the um, personal little thing where you had the books that you could jump to other worlds from. I actually linked you a video for a night online to show you just how big it is on Steam right now. And, like, this game, I don't know, it's, it's, it's something else. Very generic, old game, but it's, it's killing it. So I I don't think we have the hardcore game again. Hard, hardcore. I think this game just night online. This scene you're in just looks busy because this was like pre-auction house, so people just left their computers on in the yeah, stalls. But, yeah, just look how much it is. But oh God, don't you remind me about that on this, with the cities with the yeah, yes the stalls. Yeah, yeah. Ragnarok did this. Also, so a lot of new games don't have auction. Like some games just don't have auction houses. They choose not to have it because they think it's more like homely and more like close knit to have a community like this. But I think it's just stupid. I liked it in Ragnarok Online. There yeah, you go. I, I did too. I think there should be shacks was... in town you can rent. And then so the players like... who pay the most do it. Yeah, I, I like, like the universal um, auction houses because, okay, jumping from shop to shop to shop to shop to shop to find yep. what you want is a disaster. And it takes too much time. Yes. I, I, I don't miss it at all. I don't, it's, it just seems like a terrible decision. Here's the thing. Like, on the flip side, like, as a person who likes crafting, Ragnarok Online had, like, this whole um, setup where you would get to know people that knew how to craft stuff. Mm -hmm. And you'd know that, oh, you know, this person has a shop and they always set it up in this one spot, you know? And then, you know, people well, people could buy from you and have, like, your name on it. And sure, sure. There's this guy, he always sells it, right? In the auction house. <laughs> you just search and you find it. All right. I mean, how about Mabinogi? Mabinogi had a, a similar system where you could buy a house and you turn it into a store and then people can search the stores and then they have to yeah. go to your store after they find it. I was going to say... Did you guys actually play Mobinogi? I played I, it. I'm the only one that played it. I played it. I, only pro I played it briefly. I think I played like... I don't remember what level. It wasn't I, high. <laughs> I think that game had a good uh, mix between the two. Because like I said, there was a there's a mm. shop board, right? And you'd click on the shop board and you'd search for whatever item you're looking for and it would tell you which stores have that item in stock and at what price. And then you would have to visit the store to go pick it up. 
that's but a good then you can you know browse all their other stuff. That's and the same system they have in Neopets, uh, which I'm sure a lot more people have heard of. It's basically there's a shop wizard. You search, and you can go to each player's custom store page and buy yep. it there. Was that like Star Wars Galaxies too, if I remember correctly? I think Star Wars Galaxy just had an auction thing. You can just list it. But did you have to go there? E matter not. I don't remember. Right, it's been it's been literally just, like ten years, but yeah. I vaguely remember something similar in Star Wars Galaxies. Just personally, I I think with all the time consuming stuff that MMOs have, shopping should not be one of them. But it's also part of the communal experience, as she it, was it, saying it too. Is, you, yeah. you forge a bond between the person. Sometimes I see the merits of it. Because honestly, it's not always about, about convenience. Because I think convenience almost ruins some of the feeling of exploration okay, and stuff. Okay, so one thing I can't agree with: Shu said something about um, renting out like stalls or something in set locations. Yeah, you're there are at, a few you're games that have done that. I am okay with that because they're always in the same place. You know yeah. where they are. That's um, better. The the Mabilogi actually had two. One, if you were like a poor person and you didn't have money to rent a house because they were they were pretty pricey, mm -hmm. you could just um buy a uh, what do you call it? You buy a license in like a town, and you could just set up like a, there's a certain marketplace there. It's like a bazaar, and you could just set up your little stall there. And it had like the rag. It was like a Ragnarok style where you you just name your shop, and then people can walk up and look at your stuff. But richer people would have the other option where you have a an actual storefront and then that was searchable. Actually, this guy in the, the podcast chat made a good point. Uh, Alanis, he says, if a game is popular enough, the training and the training is bothersome. So think games like MapleStory, Night Online, for good examples. The community will just make a website that will serve as a marketplace. And for MapleStory, that was Basil Market. You just go in there and buy and sell items there and meet up in game because there was no auction house in game. And uh, so any game that doesn't have an auction house ends up. Having a yeah. third-party auction house anyway. That's a really good point. With the internet I mean, today, there's no getting around it. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I think Diablo. Diablo 2. I would, I would only, like, browse sites and deal with it that way. Forums and stuff, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, it's... The trading in Diablo 2 was atrocious. You'd have to join a channel that says, like, trading channel number 7. You, jo you go there. You walk up to the random player and say, Wug, what you got? And then you show them all your items. He shows you all his items. And then they close the window if they don't want your shit. It, just, it was so poorly done. I mean, in in Nogi, though, nobody really had that problem. The only time people went to other websites, and it was the official Mabinogi website, uh, the the market trading forum. Mm -hmm. The only reason you would go in there is if you're selling high ticket goods that like were too high for like the limit in the store. Mm -hmm. So like really really rare stuff that was like in the millions. You know, you'd you'd go on there to like look for people to talk to. But I mean, that's I I I feel like that system didn't really have too many problems. Really, it, it makes it both then, so that's why. Yeah, it did. Right. Also, uh, that game has the best crafting. If it wasn't like so exploitable, it would have been the best crafting uh, of any game. It was really, really rough to be like a good crafter. Like I wanted, like when I started the game, I was like, I'm gonna be a really good blacksmith, and I didn't train any of my fighting. I only did blacksmithing till I got max level, and then like people would come to you, like you know, I, I used to have a store open. Mm -hmm. Um. Like I'd open up my homestead and it would be open like on this day, at this between these hours and people would line up. At it, my it, place it feels to, like an it feels like an actual like community community then. Which yeah, is nice. it it does, and you know, <laughs> a lot of games don't have that anymore. Let's move from, Final Fantasy doesn't have that either. Uh, let's move to another really old game because we're on a nostalgia trip here. The private <laughs> server for uh, WoW, the biggest one, Nostralius, is starting work on their uh, Burning Crusade server. It's in going to be testing soon. Oh wow! So their their goal is to be a progression server. Though they are, they said that I believe they said they're never going to do Wrath of the Lich King. So 
This is it's going to kind of it'll, it'll hit a halt at the end of all the patches for uh, for the Burning Crusade, though. And it's going to be a separate server, right? This isn't the same server. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure actually. It might be the same server because they've been patching, you know, the current server anyway with all the vanilla content. Anyway. I just know I don't think Nax is in, and Nax they're adding, they're adding Nax. They're adding Nax. They are soon. adding Nax. Yeah. Okay, here's what happened. Is it a separate server? But you get your character, your account gets copied to it. Okay, that's so good. we can play both. That's probably the best way to do I, it. I think that's yeah. I would I would have been disappointed if um if they just like move the vanilla server up to BC because there are plenty of players I'm imagining that want to stick with vanilla. Yeah. Now I actually like Burning Crusade a lot. I think that was where I actually had my own guild with friends in BC. We were all broken up in vanilla. So, uh, but I know there are plenty of people who really shined at vanilla. Most people but it's say cool. That's, that's expansion. It's cool, cool to see that it's still uh, it's progressing. This I think this is one of the strongest private servers around for WoW. I mean, it's the one I, I constantly hear about. I know some people in chat have mentioned in the past some other servers. Again, I did play it briefly. I just don't have the time. And WoW is an investment of time. So, is it is it just me or does it seem like the expansions uh, people perception of the expansions get worse as the game goes on? So it's like Burning Crusade is the best one because it's the first one. Yeah. And then. Well, like as they keep going out, they just keep getting worse. Well, I think the game just shows its age more and more, and every expansion <laughs> after has to keep like ad hocing elements onto it instead of like designing it from the ground up. With I don't know, just the game got completely different though after after BC. BC was the last decent expansion. That seems to be the only consensus. the only decent expansion apparently. And I the game changed too much story. afterwards. Go ahead. When BC came out, we were or I was at least. I imagine most of us were, I was in high school, mm. and I remember I convinced my parents, I was like, please let me stay home from school so I can play this game. So I, I did, I, I cut school, and I went and bought it, and then I sat there all, I, I didn't actually get in the server until 4 o'clock anyway, school ended at 3, so I just sat there waiting for the server to come online, because I guess, you know, expansion comes out, they had issues. But I remember, that's how addicted I was. I mean, I stayed home <laughs> to play, to grind and Burning Crusade just How'd to get ahead. How did you convince you? I mean, you just told your parents, like, sure. Sure, son. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, son. Stay home and play your video games <laughs> and your Pokemans. <laughs> what the hell, man? Yo, you, had, you, had some, you had some either very chill parents or, the, or they abandoned you pretty early. They gave up hope on you pretty early. <laughs> it's think... one or the other, Sean. Like, this kid, uh, they gave up on you. Focus on the brother. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think that's how it went. <laughs> that's harsh. People are saying Legion is going to be one of the best expansions. That uh, is, we'll see. Honestly, I haven't actually heard that, so maybe you know, it, I don't, I don't uh, hang out with the right circles. But I mean, I think a lot of people have been complaining more about Legion from what I heard. But yeah, who knows? You know, I feel like it's been, it's, it was pushed back just to coincide with the, uh, with the movie release. It's coming out right afterwards. And I know we had this conversation before. I'm convinced that that movie is going to motivate some people to rekindle their love of the Oh, web. definitely. Um, Dude, when is that movie coming out? It should be soon, right? June or July, I believe. All right. I, I'm going to watch the Wild movie. Well, well, we'll do a movie review for it. Cause it's All a right. Movie. I like it. Apparently, I was wrong about Star Wars The Old Republic not getting more subscribers because of the movie. So I think the Warcraft movie might actually work. Yeah. People, you know, people know what would be really back. nice? If the Warcraft movie, people, people make one of those stupid change.org petitions, make Blizzard release Warcraft 4. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Make WoW great again, alright? That should be the make new WoW hashtag for Legion. There, there's, there's already a change.org petition to 
remove the IP block for like Latin and other countries for Black Desert. Has so, it changed that org petition ever done anything? It has. <laughs> Spoilers. Let's it has. That. Has, it, has a government petition ever done anything? I mean, come on. They didn't put the World of Warcraft servers back online. What good are they? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. You go to change.org, the world's platform for change. Bullshit. Nothing ever happens on here. So I want to, actually, I just found the change.org victories column. The top one is government passes law to help curb acid attack violence. What? What uh, what law do you put in place to prevent people from throwing acid at each Is that, is that already illegal? <laughs> oh, yeah, now that they pass illegal. a law, I'm not going to do it, you know? I'm going to be a law-abiding citizen. I feel like you don't really think about it that when you decide to throw acid Wa at somebody. Washington uh, Post journalist freed from an Iranian prison. Somehow I don't think Change.org had anything to do with a journalist being freed from an Iranian prison. So, yeah. Gotta love Change.org. <laughs> Guys, I, I have a good topic to discuss over here. It's actually Please. from um, from a Quantic Foundry. They do some research on games. Oh, yeah. So there was, they, read, they read an article saying, as gamers age, the appeal of competition drops the most, mm. and strategy is the most stable genre of gaming. So it's actually, look at the charts, they're pretty cool. So have you guys noticed as you get older, you get a lot less competitive? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it, there's actually absolutely. a chart for it for males and females. Men are typically more competitive than women, and right when you're around 25, it falls down quite a bit, and it just keeps going straight down. The only... Look yeah. Look at the difference, though. Men become a lot less competitive at a... At a more gr or a faster well, rate than women. I guess women are less competitive to begin with. So it that's does cross, yeah. The women actually get more competitive in their 40s, guys. <laughs> in the 50s. The 50s. Between 45 and... Yeah. Is, that, is that why you have uh, the, the old, queen, old queen monarch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. I don't, I, I don't know. Where does it say that it really drops off? Because I'm... It falls for 25. It's, not, it's actually not a steep drop. 30. It's actually not a steep drop. And I think I it's... Have, go ahead. I don't know if I've ever been super competitive, but like the Black Desert leaderboards are making me like, damn it, I need to get on the top of one of these. Well, you're a little younger, Matt. You're a little younger. Yeah, you still old. have that competitive edge. I, I, I don't even I don't even want to know how to click into the Black Desert leaderboards. <laughs> I, I am totally divorced. Perfect example. See, Sean is no longer uh, competitive at all. No, no, I can't compete. I'm done. Well, I used to be very competitive in these games, whether it's League, Han, Dota. Yeah, you still right, are, Amir. I still am to a degree, but like. I feel like I've already proved myself in League to the point where I'll still play, but I mean, just casually, because I don't need to get Diamond 1 every season or Master every season anymore. I feel like I'm done with that, because I don't play enough to even get there. Yeah. Do, do you guys know when I get really competitive? Mm -hmm. Whenever I see myself in the top three on a shooter leaderboard for the team, then uh, I get competitive. I'm like, I gotta keep it. Yes, gotta keep it. yes. You gotta oh, yeah, it yeah. But if I'm nowhere near there, I just don't care. I mean, it's yeah. like, uh, unless I'm like way down with like a 0.1 kill-death ratio, then I don't really care. I like how strategy games have been pretty steadily appealing. Like, you're a, If you like strategy games, you typically keep liking strategy games. They're like the most stable of genres, it looks like. Right, just look like at Civilization. How example. old is that series? And the people we know that are older that play games, typically they like strategy games. Even my dad plays StarCraft. They like StarCraft, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that. Even our yeah. cousin in Turkey, he likes strategy games. Most people like strategy games, you know, throughout. There you go, make strategy games. Get that get the old, old-timer old audience. Yeah. But you know what I, I'm curious about when they say strategy? Do they mean strategy in a competitive online environment, or do they mean, like, a single-player strategy game? Because I imagine there's a difference there, too, right? Like. Yeah. As an older guy, I would prefer to play strategy, single player, just me against myself, than trying to keep up and compete with people who are younger, like in a StarCraft match. Um, so I, I would like to see some data there. 
I really like turn-based war games. Do you know what I never have time for? Turn-based <laughs> war games. More like the patience for them is probably a better descriptor because, like, having, like, 200 units to move individually is just too much work for me. Well, that's a good point, too. You know, as you get older, and someone brought this up in chat, too, you, your ability to devote time to the game drops dramatically, too. You know, as people get older, they start families or they have jobs or whatever, so you, it might not be with age necessarily. It could just be life catches up with you and you have other things to do than sit and play Counter-Strike and try and get out of Calo after school every day, which is something I didn't do. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, you know, you got to take this and... There's other factors being fa there's other things being factored in other than just your age and like yeah, competitive of course, drive. Of course. So I I would look more to that article, but you you have to buy the full report. The full report is twenty five hundred dollars. Pass. Yes. Send them nudes. We're good. <laughs> I'll trade them nudes. Oh, for the always report. works. <laughs> Speaking of nudes, I got some bad news, guys, for the week. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, is, I, I can't wait for this transition. Go all right. Ahead. The venerable MMORPG Scarlet Blade. Uh, it's Ooh, shutting down. You're right. It's shutting down. Ari has announced that uh, Scarlet oh, Blade. No. Venerable. <laughs> I right. love that word. The game is not. From, from henceforth, we will not call it Scarlet Blade. It will be called Scarlet Boobs. All right? All right. Scarlet <laughs> Boobs is shutting down, boys. I like it. I like it. It's... I have to say, before we jump on the train, because I know where this is going, uh, I have met people, and we actually have a couple of writers who, who do enjoy, or they did enjoy Scarlet Blade a lot, and they, they always. Defend it and say that it's not just about the boobs. No, right? he shows, he shows the boobs there in is, the trailer. There is a community. The there video. is, you know, the, there there are people who are upset by this. There is like this small hardcore community that was invested in it heavily. So, um, I'm ninety percent sure that they only joined because of the boobs. Maybe yes. they brought them in, right? <laughs> I played this. In. Yes, like Scientologists, you know, they get lured in by the boobs and then they stick around for their their little test. So. uh... I actually oh, go played, ahead. I played it longer. There's no playing on the weak-minded. Yeah. I uh, played this longer <laughs> than most games that I've tried. Really? I, yes. It, the, Why? The, 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 okay, the mechanics. The, no, the mechanics are pretty generic, right? Very the classes, generic. the skills. Generic. But listen, listen. It's no worse than literally a hundred other games on MMOs.com okay. right now. Yeah. There you go. Okay, that's fair. But, it's no but worse. are the boobs generic? No, the no, boobs. No, no. You, okay, you so big, I have boobs. the exact same gameplay as a million other games, like Last Chaos oh, or whatever. Bigger boobs, okay, bigger, better butts. Yes, with with boobs. So it's like. So that puts it ahead. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm more interested in? Max. It has Max. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like it, it's got some That's legit cool. things going on. Yeah, I like sci-fi better than fantasy, so it's got that. Okay, per personally, I look at it and I see they ruined their reputation right off the bat by putting boobs in it. No, they, man, they enhanced. No, I, I don't think so. They, they augmented. They augmented yes. something. <laughs> Listen, how many other games are out there where you can literally pay for an item they cash up and let you remove your bikini and your thong? You can go full command if you pay. No, I don't think so. It's the only game I think. That's an advantage. It's just so. <laughs> and, and the weird thing is, like, I feel there's no motivation to buy that item, right? Because if somebody else buys it, you can see their goods. And if you can see their goods, do you really have to see <laughs> your own goods? I mean, they're the same classes. You you basically get the same boobs anyway. Do you know what's more insulting than I mean, Scarlet Blade shutting down? It's, it's the Scarlet they, Boob. It's more, what's more insulting than Scarlet Boob shutting down is mm. that they offered people playing it a veteran package for Echo of Soul. Now that's yes. just a slap in the face, alright? Oh, wow, <laughs> Please let them keep their dignity. Okay, this guy just said I couldn't play Scarlet Boobs because my dad was always in the room. <laughs> well, that's why you play together. <laughs> oh, you play the, <laughs> it's a bonding yeah, yeah. experience. Make, make it a family thing, you know? <laughs> bonding. 
Bonding or bondage. Oh, God. They have a Blade and Soul nude mod. They have nude mods for everything. Yeah, they do. I, mean, I they, bet they, they have nude mods for League and stuff, too. Wait, wait, they, wait. they have a nude mod for the um, Fatal Frame that's on the original Wii. They, yeah, I'm not surprised. Awesome. The community really does uh, does good work with that content, you know? Do you know the day the Fallout 4 nude mod uh, dropped? It, I think it, like, tripled the next most downloaded mod. It just skyrocketed you know, way up. God bless those people that make the God nude bless for us. Right? God bless them. Do they have sex slaves, like, in Fallout 3? Come on. Maybe. I, I haven't been following in a while. I, I would imagine by this point... Yes, Matt. You, you say you didn't like Boob and Soul, but uh, not Boob and Soul. What am I saying? Scarlet Poop. It's, it's got, poop. it's Different got, game. it's Different got, game. it's got one thing in common with Black Desert. Do you know what it is? Hmm. Gender lock classes. Boom. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gender lock classes. They're, I mean, they're all female characters. But they, I think they added one. No, they added male. They added a male. They added, they added one a male. male character at the end. Like, okay, come on. Even I am playing a female character in Black yes, Desert. I got, got you, over. Matt. We got you. <laughs> Usually in these games, Matt is, o is always the one that plays a male character. We always play female characters, because why the hell not? I just want to say that uh, we can't show this on Twitch, but the nude mod for Blade and Soul is not appealing. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me take a look. Don't show it on the stream, but no, you guys, no, just get You guys can Google this, I, I guess. I am taking a look. I'm taking a look. Let's see. I this. am not impressed. It's, it, it fits the rest of like the, the shiny look of Blade Yeah, Blade I don't Blade like the whole plastic look in Blade and Soul. Okay, what the hell is that? That's not just pleasant. That's def that's not what people look like. I don't know if you guys know. I've ever looked at you know naked people. That is not what that. It looks like a model that you put like a torch flame to it and it melts a little, like a Barbie doll. And that that's what the nude mod looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's uh wow, the sites that are popping up if you go on Google Images. No thanks. Okay, so there is a there is a nude mod out there for a uh, boob and soul. If you want to enhance there's no, your experience. Uh, there's, there's no lens. I'm not interested anymore. Just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get that... the FBI in here. <laughs> this is, um... They got, they got quite an amount of detail on here, yeah. though. Jeez. Yeah. Once again, God bless those guys that make those new patches for us, all right? They are good members of the community. Great people. <laughs> all right, guys, we have another game to cover this week, all right? What, what could it, it be? What do we got? A game that... You're going to be asking, who asked for this, all right? Uh-oh. Literally, who asked I for this? I know what you're going to talk about. Go ahead. All right. Let me copy-paste the link over here. It's a game called uh, Metal Assault. Let me go ahead and link you guys to the homepage. This is a game that came out originally in 2011, all right? And it shut down, I believe, that same year, okay? No, the next year. The next year. Fine, the next year. Uh, and it clearly was a flop, right? And literally, four years later... Gravity Interactive and Curious thinking, okay, we gotta get our shit together, right? Because our games are falling off. The Rider Colony 2 sucks. We gotta do something crazy. And like, all right, let's bring back Metal Assault. Who thinks of this? Like, they could have paid me like a consulting fee. I'd be like, no, just don't do it. All right, you're better off just not doing it. They have to compete heavily well, with uh, Super Games and that other studio for the shit not, old games. Well, they're not the only ones bringing it back. They're bringing it back in North America, but IDC Games are bringing it back in Europe. Wow. So now they're. This game developer series is like, holy shit, people are willing to pay us money for this license again? Did they forget that it was a bomb last time? Yeah, this looks like a bad, like, I am, one of my favorite games of all time is Metal Slug. I, like, those games to me are my top three. Now you're next to Ape Escape. This, this just looks like a, a Metal Slug ripoff. Yeah, yeah. But well, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't look as fun or chaotic. Except yeah. Ape Escape 3. Ape Escape 3 was not good. <laughs> I didn't play any of them except the first one. The second one was the best. Well, I'll, I'll try it then. This Give game is trying to, like, 
obviously attract some of the fans of Metal Slug, but I mean, I, I remember I playing it ages ago, and it was not it was not special. I'm See, surprised right, Warp Portal still up. That that uh, consulting firm. Right? Yeah, we, we will. We will. How to make your game that suck dot com. Right? <laughs> yep, I like it. <laughs> we have a good panel of expertise on MMOs. We can. Yeah. Um... I, mean, I think these games, these studios know this game sucks. It's just that they're desperate, and nobody, no real game will let Warp Portal license their product because Warp Portal sucks. Would you rather sucks. spend time developing something or just regurgitating, you know, like a mother well, bird back in another game? Doesn't Warp Portal only publish Gravity Interactive developed games right now? No, yeah. not, not, yeah. not anymore. <laughs> well, not, well, not is, is, this one. Is this game developed? Uh, Gravity developed? Which one? <laughs> Metal Assault. Oh, no, no, it's not. But, yeah. I mean, before that. Yes, everything, else, did, everything yeah. else is uh, is their games. So this might be the first, like, branching out they're doing. Well, the, yeah. With a cheap game to see if it's going to work. It must be super cheap because, honestly, it won't work. If I was going to license Metal Assault... My upper limit on the auction, like I would bid seven dollars and fifty cents, and that's it. All right. Wait, okay, so I haven't actually played this game, but I'm watching this trailer. What's what's so bad about the game? I, I just it, remember it was it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a complete bomb. It was it didn't feel fluid, and it, it didn't it wasn't good. It's been a year since I played it. So again, 2011 since I played it, and that's it was very unmemorable. It's been a year, 2011. <laughs> many <laughs> years, many there's years. There's four years in the past, everyone. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Wait, so can I download this right now? It's already available to play. I don't think so. No. But yeah. So this download button is just is just a virus. Okay. I got yeah, it. it's it's just trolling you. That's good. That's well, good. Wait, maybe it'll work, but you can't play it. I don't think. If if you can, they didn't announce it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not playable yet. The download button will just be an alert saying, coming soon. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, this actually gives me a good another topic of discussion. There are so many, like, obscure games that nobody plays out there. Like, why is that a thing? What do you guys think? Like, if you go to GameAndGame.com right now, for example, I'll give you guys the link. Because this says they had a soft launch today. Look, look, at, look at a game like wow. Chronix, okay? Nobody plays that game. Look at a game like StoneCloud on here, right? Most people have never heard of some of these games. Like, Stone Cloud, I literally tried playing that game three times, right? And every time I logged onto the game, there was not a single other player online. Wait, Sean, Metal Assault soft launch today? According hey, to chat. It's cute. Micro Vaults online. Micro Vaults is a solid game. I'll give him that one. That, that one's okay. Have so, we how ex- what I'm curious is how expensive is it to keep these games active, to keep these servers turned on? Free. Right? Basically, Basically, what do you do? The servers are nothing. The servers are nothing. It's the... Then, no, but I guess not, they're just like shooting in the dark. Yeah, it's not free. I think it's like less than a thousand dollars a month. No, so man, with, man, like, you can get a dedicated, like a solid. If you're retarded to... and you have like the hardware, then yeah. But if you just, they're all on the same. Host. Yeah, they're on the same web host. They're the same place well, you host they don't the website. Use you do web hosts. Why not? No, they use they use servers, and you get a server at a data center. It costs you like fifty bucks, fifty to hundred bucks a month for a low end server. We, I, I ran dedicated servers before for my websites. If and you think websites, if de- you, dedicated same hardware. Same if you hardware. think uh, if you think uh, Asta Global is running like you know some Xeon processor, you know I'm on not the shelf. that, but I don't think they're renting from like GoDaddy. No, no uh, not GoDaddy, but like software and cheap. stuff. And no, not Namecheap. <laughs> it's not a shared hosting environment. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've taken websites from shared hosting to VPS to dedicated server to multi-server setups, and the hardware is. Solid. It, come on, no more than 100 bucks a month for the server itself. And, and these games don't have any player base anyway. They can run on a VPS theoretically, no problem. 20 <coughs> bucks a month. So 
So the actual server itself doesn't cost anything. But if they go to so, service it with GMs, it might cost money. If there's no cost, basically, in keeping them up, then why shut them down? That, that's what I, they're I, doing. That's their policy. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing. Why bother shutting them down if there's no cost in keeping them up? The maybe, only time they shut down. The only time they shut down is when I think when the, the developer pulls the license. Okay. No, that's not really. The not only not the only time, but oftentimes that's what ends like, up happening. Like Scarlet Blade is a great example because the developers basically are only like a few people now and their updates are going really slowly and they weren't able to fix some major problem with the last patch mm -hmm. that it, it caused a rollback so they it shut it down but they could have just kept the roll but they could have rolled it back and just oh, yeah, no more updates going no it, they they did roll it back yeah. 3 months ago but they haven't been able to fix it since then and implement the content properly because the development team is small but, but so why, why, could, why could they just say forget it no, that update is gone we're not, we're not we're not putting it back in because just, yeah. as Aria put it they want to have the quality experience they want there. Yeah, okay. But if it costs them nothing at that point to keep it going. Is your Skype lagging anyone else? No. Yeah. Alright, well, I think we lost Skype, boys. So it's uh, it's just me and you. Hopefully, you guys can still hear me. I can hear you. I can hear all of you, but you're all wrong. While they're meandering and yeah. lip, lip speaking, uh, let's watch another game that no one's probably going to play. Uh, Asta Online. This open beta is going to start, I believe, March 2nd, so tomorrow. But you can pre-download the client now. Uh, this one was supposed to be the now you sound like WoW the of the East, but uh, no one... It didn't really catch on in the East. Yeah, it, it shut down a career, right, actually. Boys. Let's see. Can anyone hear me? I can hear yeah. them, but they sound like aliens. That's what Back. you sound like. I think it's six now. All right, we're good. Some minor technical difficulties. Those Estonian servers. Well, I guess uh, we'll just cut the podcast about 10 minutes short this week uh, after we watch this Asta video. Yes. Oh, yes, that's right. Asta Sony. drops uh, tomorrow, right? Yep. Wow. Some people okay. are still excited about this hmm. game. It just Who's excited? Some people are excited. So We're a few people are excited. Hey, okay, so you guys... Erhan was excited. I remember him saying in one of the podcasts that he was going to try it. All right. I'm skeptical now that he's going to try it. Well, I mean, it looks it looks pretty generic for this video, but why not? We'll give it a try. It's free. Right, it's just always sad to see a game if it shuts down in Korea, and like, and they, they try launching in America years later. Doesn't it feel like they really? It, you're the sloppy it seconds. It shut down in Korea though. It's still open. It just hasn't been updated since 2013. Okay, <laughs> okay, that basically means shut down. They're going with the Blade and Soul technique, but even the Blade and Soul is popular. Right, but all your private servers are basically shut down. Well, got him. <laughs> I could swear it was shut down from what I read before. I think it changed publishers or something. It might be yeah. shut down. I did remember it reading really got shut down. It did update since 2013. That's what uh, Embo yeah, yeah. Culture said, and I, I trust Cinder Boy. I mean, the thing about Asta 2 is its launch window is just poor timing now. I think it's like any news about it's just going to be shadowed by Black Desert. By Black like. Desert. By Black Desert. Big Black Desert. And so they're really <laughs> out of luck here. Mm -hmm. I uh, think they, it was unfortunate. I think they scheduled it a long time ago. Yeah, it just turned out poorly. And what else is coming out? There's Black Desert, there's Asta, and something else either is entering beta or coming out. Trinium, race. Trinium, or whatever it's called. The one Trinium that Wars, yeah. Trinium Wars, which, right. we, which we'll get nothing. I'm very not optimistic about that game. No. I'm still pretty sure the first publisher was just trying to, like the PR text by making it look good because they haven't mentioned any of that crap since then. Alright. Well, 
the, the controversy with uh, Trinium War is uh, they they the the PR the first PR for the game. If we put a video on for the game, was said, disaster. It but, said he was like the lead designer and a lead the lead, art lead artist for Diablo Two, and they said there was a Star Wars director involved in the in, in the game, which was obviously bullshit. And then the game went nowhere. And then years later, they brought it back called with a different name. And then they said the guy behind this actually was the lead artist for Diablo Three. He was from Diablo Two to Diablo Three. Wait, lead artist? Yeah. Well, he wasn't the lead artist of Diablo 2. He's the lead artist of Diablo 3. But okay. <clears throat> confusion came in. He worked on Diablo 3 when it was still at Blizzard North before it was what it is now, and Blizzard North got shut down. So I think the company was just stupid and said that it was Diablo 2. But Diablo, Blizzard North shut down in 2005. So yeah. he could have he worked at Diablo 3 as a lead. And he's credited in... Right. On movie games, as working at Blizzard North when Diablo Three was at Blizzard North. If you search Diablo Two, though, his name shows up nowhere. No, so because he worked on Diablo Three. Yeah. Not Diablo Two. They, they, the new PR firm straightened it out. The old one, I think, is just an idiotic, now basically gone, free-to-play publisher that was trying to make it look good. Mm -hmm. So this game launches tomorrow on Steam, on uh, March second. It's also bad timing. Black, also, Black Desert yeah. is going to overshadow this. Even Asta will overshadow this, I think. But we'll see. <laughs> well, they're now an indie studio. They had backing, I think, before, but now they're straight up indie, and I think they're not going to make it. I'm very, very uh, hesitant about most indie studios. I feel most of them just don't go anywhere. This is why we need a primaries for MMOs, guys. I have played about an hour of it, and it feels pretty polished, but that's about that's it. Good. Oh, I mean, okay. it's generic, but it's polished. Yeah, we, we we were discussing earlier about like indie studios. Uh, we wanted to say that for the podcast. We'll talk about that a little bit before we call it too. I think Matt was saying that a lot of indie games fail because they don't get the marketing that they need. And I think Aaron and I were in the position that most indie games fail because they suck dildos. Okay, let me let me tell you what I've read from a lot of major like writers on major sites. Basically, a lot of people... Right, you go robot for me. Anybody else? Yeah, he yeah. sounds like a robot. Everybody else sounds good to me. Come on. Everybody sounds fine for me. You yeah, sound a robot just, to me. It's just you now, Matt. Skype is detecting your bullshit, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> getting censored. <laughs> All right, before... Matt, what would we do for your security can, 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 can you hear me now? Can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's better. It's better, it's better. Okay. So I've seen a lot of writers on major sites say that they'll open an email, read the first two sentences, and if it doesn't capture them, they'll quit. They'll just close it and never look at it again. So, indie games have a problem where it's not recognizable, and the first two sentences are usually not going to be the best. So, a lot of them are going to be overlooked because of the attitude that people have towards the emails that they get about them. Listen, because they get a thousand a day probably from indie studios. Uh, who cares? Yes, who still, cares? who cares the what the says? Players themselves will play good games. There's a, look at a game like Stardew Valley launched two days ago, right? It's literally, a, Chucklefish is publishing now, but I think it's developed by one guy, right? It's an indie game. They have 24,000 players online right now. Do you know how much hype has been behind it because Chucklefish picked it up? A lot. It's it, just because Chucklefish picked it up. Uh, I guarantee if they self-published, it would still do quite well. No. Yes. No. It's good basically all good games get out there. No, they, they don't. Do. I disagree, too. No, good I, games do not get out there. It's all based on marketing, the publisher behind it. It's all about the names. I don't care let, let, if, oh, if Berserkers had a Super Bowl ad, that game would still be shit, all right? 
Here's but the they thing, still right? wouldn't have a respectable name behind it, even if it got a Super Bowl ad. If Blizzard published it, it would still be shit. Well, it's a chicken and egg thing. A respectable it. name is like a is a shield of quality. And, and, but if they keep putting it on shit, they'll lose that sh that quality. Yeah. Like, no, no quality. Nobody would put their name on on a quality okay. game. If, if, shit game, if someone random like um, like you know, let's just say like Omer was just like. Oh, you know, I played this this Harvest Moon game on Steam. I'd be like, oh, I'm interested in that. And then yeah. I, uh, you know, he gives me his recommendation. I'll try it, you know? You will. But there is actually evidence to the contrary about that. Like, YouTube is good and all, but it's not a be-all and end-all. And can, a lot of people come to you, personality. Can you name and, one that's good? I mean, like... Can can you, give, give us a game that is so good that nobody's playing because they never heard about it. How about Undertale, by the way? What about Undertale? That game completely crushed it, right? And it's indie. I'm trying to. I can't think of anything offhand because I have a bad memory. But anyways, <laughs> I know there, there have been a ton on my list that were great games that just got completely overlooked. Okay, um, a lot of people are probably going to disagree because it's not sold well. But let me look what up what it is. I can't remember the name offhand. It's, uh, I also want to say for MMO wise, I've literally tr like because I was trying to make a video for every MMO and review every MMO on MMOs.com and my previous website on the hut. I would literally seek out and find the most obscure games, right, and play them. And there was so much shit to wade through. Like, a lot of these games were zeros for a reason. They shut down for a reason. They sucked. Damn it, where deep, is it? Deep words. I mean, you guys, you guys must be able to agree that it's a mix of both. <laughs> Let's say... No, no, no. Oh, Sean, no, no. Sean, marketing I mean, helps, for sure. Yeah, of course, of course. That's what I'm getting at. But it sounds like you're, you guys are both, like, on this opposite end of the balance board, but it's always going to be a mix of both. Of course, if you have a great game and zero marketing, you can still be successful. No, you will. If you have a great game and zero marketing, you'll be successful. You will no not what. be successful. Oh, no. There are articles yes. proving to the no, other voice. side. No, people talk about the games they play. <laughs> I think you guys are arguing over a definition of a good game. Ah, Vic and see, Shiny and Dilemma. See, right. a good game is a game people want to play. So it's yeah. so if it's people are playing it, it's a good game. If they're not playing it, it's not a good game. It's very okay, simple. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I still can't remember the name of this damn game. I wrote a fucking article about it. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta look it up. So I yeah, gonna... another point. I, people, I, I, I'm convinced uh, Stardew Valley would be a massive hit, even if Chocolate Fish, if they self-published themselves. It, it might take a couple more days for people to start playing it, right? Because it would be Daydreamer. Like That's it. Okay, Daydreamer is literally one of the best run-and-gun games I have played in recent years, and it has probably only like a hundred sales. What is it? Lifetime. Daydreamer. I just linked it. I'm gonna look at it. Okay, but see, so when I make a judgment, right? I don't make judgments on based on other reviewers. I try to make judgments on my first impression, like when I look at a book cover. When I look at this, I'm already turned off just by the aesthetic. Now, it might be a good game, but I'm not going to play it because it's not aesthetically appealing. It's aesthetically very... Uh, I, it's, it's unique. It's distinct. Okay. But, it, it, looks like donkey, it looks like some kind of Donkey Kong like country. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's a Donkey Kong shit. <laughs> right, look, I'm not saying it's not a good game, but I'm saying like I could see why this doesn't have many sales. Just to, but just looking at it alone. But if you look at, like, a lot of people look at it and say, this doesn't interest me. Yeah, I, I, like, if I saw it, like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have played it just based on the video they put up. You guys are haters. Yeah, I think as I already said, our definition of what a good game is, is a game that people want to play. It's not necessarily the mechanics are great. I mean, you could say the mechanics in Stardew Valley are pretty but stupid. That's but. completely different, because people want to play Citizen Burger, but Citizen Burger is an objectively terrible game. Stardew Valley Actually, is an objectively great game. To, people to, are playing it. 
Omer, there is a game out right now that a lot of people are playing that you despise, Shakes and Fidget. And I was going to mention reason, that. That's good. That's worth And for mentioning. some reason, it's doing really well, and I know in your own eyes, I haven't played it. It's a bad game, but it has... By your metric, it's a good game. Yes, sure. Yeah. So okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You know, so By my metric. I don't know where I'm more standing. So, a, a good game is not a game, game that people want to play. A right. good game is a good game. No. If guys, people don't want to play... Guys, guys, Clash, and, Clash of Clans. Best game ever. Clearly, it makes the most yeah, yeah. money. There's something to it. It doesn't appeal to like our demographic exactly, but, but overall, it's a good game. Your definition defeats any discussion, though, because <laughs> okay, that's it, fair. a good, <laughs> game, a good yeah, right. game is not all it takes to make sales anymore, and that is the point I'm trying to make. Uh, okay, okay, they have to be, that's, that's, but but to counter that point, it's never been easier for a one a small team to present their game. Actually, it's harder, and they've proven that definitively over and over via Steam stats. Wait, imagine, no imagine 25 years ago, I make a game in my basement. What do I do, hand out CDs? I say EA says no to me. <laughs> That's what Richard Garriott did, and look where he got. Okay, but, but, it's, but it was so much harder, though. There were literally five people making games when he started. <laughs> like, yeah. Richard Garriott handed out his CD to friends at lunchtime, and he still got where he is today, so don't even start. No, that's not fair. No, because first of all, fair. he was so he was a pioneer, literally, right? And it's not fair, but you just used that same right. example. But today, you can publish your game on Steam, and anyone has access to you it. Can, this right. they'll find it. Yeah, you can. You can to today, it. you can publish on Steam, or you can hand out CDs. But discoverability is the definition of how you make sales. But, so hand out, hand out CDs then. You have no excuse. Don't even use Steam. Twenty-five years ago, there was no discoverability. You had to hand you, out, you, you had to hand out via CDs at, at, at Staples or something. If you don't use Steam, you're damning yourself. Why? Richard Garrett didn't use it. I think a big issue isn't just marketing or how good your game is either, but what factors into whether or not your game is recognized is whether or not it stands out from the huge surplus of games. There are so many games, like Matt's hinting at discoverability. I can see, I can't think of an instance, but I can foresee a good game perhaps getting buried. And maybe it's a good game within its specific genre, and it gets buried because there's just so many other things but vying for your attention. It's Matt. getting buried by better games. And it has basically been buried. I don't know if that's necessarily true. That seems... That, Matt, Matt, Matt. I think anyone on the, on the stream that looks at this game that you, you sent earlier, you said it was a great game. I look at this video, I have no intention of ever looking okay. at this game. Well, try Armello here. This one is but, also... But, but the point is, you can't just make a game that one guy thinks is good. It has to appeal to more people. Like, you could make the best uh, bubblegum chewer simulator in the world, right? It could have the best mechanics, best sound. Nobody's going to play it. Okay, try that one. Alright, let's look at this. I'm it's got at it. but it's in basically obscurity right now. Yes, we're kind of running. We're kind of running overtime here, so let's wrap it up quick. It's sixteen hundred reviews, so they've at least six hundred sales. By definition, it's already more successful. Oh, than this most looks kind of cute. I'd play this game. This game looks cool, and it it's, it has it. sales. It has sales, but it's in obscurity now. Is it fun? Like I'd play it. It's pretty fun, yeah. Oh. But see, it might be in obscurity now, but I do remember hearing about this when it first came out, and that's just that's a temporal thing, right? I, I think you know there there is a cutoff. You know, to be fair, game... I've I've never heard of it, and this is definitely something I would be interested in playing, compared to the other one. That I mean, right now, of course, <laughs> the other one looked pretty dook, right? Yeah, yeah it did. Right now, there's uh, 168. We're playing an hour ago. It averages 250 a month, which is better than you know. It, it's funny. Majority. It's better than a lot of games on C. Yeah, the majority, where which have you know 10 or less. I, um, I want to sneak in one thing here. There's so many eights, nines, and tens coming out now these days, like game wise. I'm not going to waste my time on fives and sixes, because uh, I just don't have the time. Like, if, if you mean, I can't, if I play games twenty four seven, I can't get to all the fives and sixes. No, you can't play. There, there's 
there are too many games. <laughs> it's too many, and I think you're also making a fair point. Like, if, if you're someone who's going to look at reviews, <laughs> your new cutoff isn't at six or five. That's unacceptable. It's a seven or eight, probably eight or nine. Really, is what the, what you because the sheer in. quantity, as you said, because yeah, the I mean. sheer quantity. So therefore, when you have an excess of quantity, then you also have an excess of quality, and so you miss out on perhaps these more niche titles that are great within their genre but don't have that widespread appeal. And yeah. I think that's something we're missing here. Matt, does this game have co-op? It has multiplayer. Is, oh, so it's like versus multiplayer? Or? Yeah. It's oh. versus four players board game type thing. Alright. Also, we kind of... I guess we can talk about this in overtime, but we discounted hype by saying marketing plays no role. Think about how, how much hype has been put it into games. And then, and then it gets it's a disappointment, ultimately. I, again, I agree with you. If it's a great game, it'll stand out. I'm not disagreeing, but marketing does play a role. However, you don't. It's not a needed thing to be yes. successful. I, I agree with that much. But if you have a great marketing company, that's not. What's that company that sends us all the indie titles? Ragjob. Ragjob. If it's not them, you're you're in better hands. All right. <laughs> uh, so it, it does play a role, for sure. Uh, that's really unfair. Otherwise. All right. Well, let's okay. Let's okay. Here's a great example. Death Trap is one of the best. Um, tower defense games I have played in recent times. I am the only recommendation on curators. I am. Alright. <laughs> well, it has 524 reviews. Positive. So That's, again, better than most average games out <clears throat> This company is also an established company that's published on consoles, and they still didn't do that well. And it's good. It's a good game. I don't have to look. Did you, say, did you say I don't have to look? I don't like the look. I don't like the look. Oh. <coughs> it also averages 34. It's averaging 34 players, 27 a month. So that's pretty good, you know? <laughs> 34 players is good. No. I mean, if you, it is. Browse Steam charts, and when you compare it to the overall library that exists on Steam, yeah, that's good. Because most games don't last more than 10 after their initial release, after that first month. There are, again, it comes down to the quantity of games. Most games get nothing now. They're just dead sitting on Steam, and they're completely buried. Yeah, I mean, there, there is, and there's more stuff. If you look at new releases, every day there's tons of stuff coming out. And most of it, some of it doesn't even get on <coughs> the front page. I mean, because of that, because of the sheer amount of games, it's like the aesthetic is so important now. Like, like your, your, um, you know, your win window sellability is important. And, you know, it's like we said about the other game. It's like it doesn't have very much window sellability. You take, like, one glance, and you're like, I don't want to play that, right? Yeah. All right. Well, that's, I mean, it's just, that's just the state that we're in. We'll cover count. Let's keep it going in overtime. And if you guys are All watching right. this on YouTube, uh, this will be a good reason for you to stick around for the live show next time on Twitch. So we're gonna call it. Uh, take care, guys. Later, guys. Peace. See you, guys. See you. <laughs>